AIA Digital Marketing. E-commerce, selling e-commerce on Facebook. Awesome. It's been going gangbusters lately, right? Yeah. Olivia, Swati, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. So, guys, anyone uh, watching or listening, this is our first video, video recorded podcast, so forgive us uh, for our nervousness. Uh, camera's up there, but let's just pretend it's not there. Olivia, you've yes. been running e-commerce websites for um, or campaigns for e-commerce websites on Facebook for a while now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say almost maybe a majority of the campaigns running at the moment are e-commerce. Yep. Um, and, yeah, they work exceptionally well, which is why so many people do it. Yeah, it's gone crazy, right, yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, you've seen the same? Yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, especially during COVID. Yeah. Like we had a, we had probably the bulk of our clients uh, before COVID were like tradies, service-based, yeah. and a mix of some e-commerce, and then just things went crazy. Yeah, we got a lot everyone of e-commerce clients. So, Swati, you've been doing e-commerce campaigns on Facebook too, right? Yes. Good. So uh, you've both got something to bring to the table, I suppose. We'll do our best anyway. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, so... In regards to promoting um, products on Facebook, what do you think that e-commerce business owners need to know? What do you think is one of the biggest things that trips people up when advertising on Facebook? I would say conversion tracking. Yes. Because it's difficult to do. Yes. Um, but it's super important because it's how you tell if your campaign's working and optimize it. And, you know, if your campaign's not working, there's no point running it. Right. So that would be... My answer. Yeah, cool. So setting up conversion tracking. Yeah. Which is easier with some e-commerce websites than others, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, Shopify is an easier one. Yeah, yeah. I think. And basically you set it up through a thing called the Facebook Pixel, if yep. people don't know, which just tracks what um, visitors do on your website after clicking on an ad. Yep. Um, it's a great tool, but yep. yeah. Hard to set up. Yeah. And if, if you've never done it before, um, it can be quite tricky. So what would you – what uh, uh, e-commerce system or CMS, what, what platform do you think people should use if they were thinking of building an e-commerce website? Shopify. Shopify? Shopify Why? Uh, because I think Shopify has a well integrated system. Uh, yes. Uh, which, um, so you can integrate um, Google, Facebook and other channels in a much easier way as compared to any other like, like WooCommerce or Wix. Yes. So I think um, Wix is probably one of the hardest. Yeah, yeah. WooCommerce is all right. Plus with the landing pages, you can't really set yeah. up landing pages on Wix. Very limiting. Yeah. yeah. And and if you go for Shopify then and if you plan to run shopping ads along with Facebook, then that also works well. Yeah, cool. So um, if you can think of any campaigns that are running particularly well at the moment, um, why do you think that might be? What have you seen that works for, for – if let's say there's someone out, here, listen, out there listening to this uh, right now and they've got an e-commerce website, they're boosting posts, they may be spending five or ten bucks a day on, on these ads, not really knowing whether or not they're working. What would, your, what would your suggestion be? I think to start out with a wide range of products that you're advertising. So don't just think, oh, this is my bestseller, I'm only going to run an ad promoting this. Yep. Um, the more products you can have on, especially at the beginning, the better. Yep. And then let the user decide what they like. Yep. Um, from there, of course, if there are clear winners, you can turn off the rest. But I would say... Um, get started promoting a whole range of products and see what works best for advertising. Yes. Because sometimes you find a product that draws a lot of people in and gets a lot of sales. Um, even though they don't purchase that one product, yep. that's the thing that brought them to your website, Yes. if that makes sense. So it might not be your bestseller, yep. um, 
but you know, you don't know unless you try. Yeah, cool. So split testing a lot of different ads, Definitely. different products. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, what I think is that you uh, should have your prices out there. Yes. Uh, in front of people. And so that they have an idea that, okay, uh, these products probably, they look nice, but they cost, they are within my budget as well. Yes. And so that uh, probably uh, at least um, entices them to click yes. and go to your website. And uh, you, uh, it's better to start with carousel ads because uh, the user can see your entire range with yes. prices on top. Yep. And it each individual uh, product image would link to the respective page. Yes. So you, uh, it is like the the viewer is uh, doing sort of a window shopping on yes. Facebook. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. So they can scroll through carousel yeah. ads, meaning yeah. that there's there's multiple pictures of products that they can scroll through, Absolutely. and um, that's cool because it's like window shopping without even leaving Facebook, mm. right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. And do you think that there should be a price on each of the items in that carousel? Yes, on yep. each of the items and especially if you're running discounts. Yes. So the best mm -hmm. way is to, uh, what generally we do here and we see that it works, is that we uh, put the older price yes. and then strike that off and yep. put the discounted price, which yep. is highlighted with bright colors and so that it draws attention. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously you'll get traffic. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I was talking to, uh, about that with someone this morning, um, about how even when you, you've been in advertising and you create these ads and run them every day, when you walk into a shop, you see a, a slashed price. Yeah. It still works on me. Mm. Like yeah. I still feel like I need to snatch it up before it goes back to its normal price. So yeah, that's impulse. Yeah. Very, very powerful, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so what else about the ads do you think that might help um, our, our listeners kind of get their ads to get better results for them? Anything specific? I think there's different ways that you can run um, product ads on Facebook. Like you can do, I think they're called like the collection ads where it just pulls in your data feed. Yep. Um, one thing we do here is like make each product image. Individually. Yeah. So our designer actually goes through, takes your image, you know, makes it look nice. Like we said, put the price on it. Yep. Um, so actually putting effort into that image rather than just taking exactly what's on your website or letting yep. Facebook draw it in. Um, I think that's a really big thing as well because it's still an ad and you have to work on the creative the same as you would yes. anything else. You can't just, you yeah. know. So for the sake of our listeners out there, it. you're talking about a, um, a, a catalog ad where there's a data feed that's pulled from your website yes, and uh, fed directly into Facebook. Yes. Um, and then um, Facebook will just automatically generate a yeah. uh, sort of a, sort of a, a carousel ad. Yeah just based on the images of the products on your website. Yes. You can, I know, customise like what pricing or description or title you put in. Yeah. But um, the ads haven't been worked on. They're not Yeah. They're not uh, Facebook ads. They're just pictures of products from yeah. your website, right? So it's easier to do. Yes. Um, but we find putting in that extra work yep. pays off. So. Yeah, cool. Um, and uh, also I think that with the, uh, with the ads on Facebook, having put that effort into each individual item, means that you can pick out your best-selling items, mm. like the top 10 or 20 items, and promote them specifically to your yeah. audience, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. That, that seems to be like pretty much, if you were to summarise how we're able to get the best results for our clients, is to put that effort into each ad, yeah. into each design, um, and promote their best-selling items, yeah. right? Like a range of their best-selling items. Yeah. Uh, another thing which I find which uh, is really important is the structure of the campaign. Yes. For example, uh, if you have a website and you have five different product categories, mm. then it's better that you have a separate campaign for each product category rather than having one campaign and keeping all the products, similar products in one. Yep. It's better to have so that you uh, can allocate 
budget um, depending on what uh, returns you get from each product category and, you know. Yes. Like yeah, cool. So, so actually segmenting your campaign Absolutely, up. Absolutely, yes. So that it's easy for you to read the data. Yeah. Because you can see what um, ROAS is attributed to each image and yeah. each ad, but yeah. you can't actually split the budget up based on the ads, right? Yes. You have you can do that at campaign or ad set group, but not within an ad set. It's And mm-hmm. have you guys found what happens with Facebook? I know from my experience, if you clump a whole bunch of ads together in one ad set. Only a few yeah. spend budget. Facebook decides for some yeah. unknown reason to anyone other than Facebook <laughs> and God that this one ad is the one that's going to get 95% of the budget yeah. spent on it, right? Yeah. Um, and then often you split those uh, ads up into their own ad sets and you'll find that other ads actually outperform yeah. the one that Facebook decided was the one to spend all the money on. Yeah, that happens a lot. So all of this really translates into effort, right? Like you've mm. got to kind of put uh, effort into designing each and every ad, segment your campaign up into different ad sets. Um, so what about with the placement of the pricing? I know that there's something that we do specifically here that helps. Um, it's top right, right, of the ad. We usually put our pricing in the top Top right-hand corner. Uh, And uh, if possible, based on the um, style guide, it will be like a red red circle. Mm. Uh, So why is that? Well, just the psychology, the red spot special, I think. Mm. And the top right? Um, That's a good question. I think that that's just universal. We've tried them in different areas like um, or even just in the ad copy itself, but we've found that the top right for some reason works really well. Interesting. Yeah. Well done trying to put me on the spot there, Lydia. No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes as well it can do with um, if you're scrolling on your phone, like maybe the thumb placement yes. as well, like things like that. Um, yeah, get more noticed because that's where you're scrolling. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So there are different things like that. Um, yes. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. Mm. Cool, cool. Um, all right. So we've kind of covered the ads for e-commerce websites, I suppose, to a degree. There's a couple of helpful tips for people out there that are listening. What about uh, audiences, audience targeting and funnels? Um for people out there that don't know what funnels are, it's like how you set up what happens after someone clicks or engages with one of your ads or leaves your website after not making a purchase. Is there a general kind of structure you guys follow in regards to setting up e-commerce campaigns? Um, Yeah, I do. So again, you need the Facebook pixel installed to be able to do that tracking. But um, a big one is, you know, obviously abandoned cart. Yes. So they were interested enough. They wanted to add it to their cart, whatever is in it, check out. So you can make an audience of people who, added to their cart and, you know, didn't make a purchase. So that's yep. a great audience. Um, you can also do people who engaged with your ads and yes. didn't make a purchase. Like th- there's so many different remarketing things that you can do, but they're my two main ones that I will almost always do. Yeah, cool. Um, and yeah. Obviously, website, if you do similar. obviously website visitors, yeah. uh, excluding purchases. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. So to try to get people to come back yeah. and yeah. make a purchase if they haven't already made one. Yeah. Cool. And what about your cold audiences? Is there anything that we do specifically there? I think that there's something that often trips up e-commerce uh, business owners often is um, getting the audience too targeted, mm. right? So you're limiting the amount of people that Facebook can show your ads to significantly when you start saying, oh, you know, I think my product's going to be best um, promoted to males between 30 to 35 mm. that are interested in dogs or something like that. You find Making that- it too tight. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, an audience potentially of like 25 million people in Australia- um, and you're letting Facebook only show your ad to 50,000 of those Facebook users, you mm. know, um, that's, uh, that's severely limiting the potential of your campaign, right? Definitely. And increasing the cost per thousand impressions as well. I think Facebook charges you more, don't they, mm. to target a specific audience? Yeah. So if you start off broad and then you do all the remarketing like we spoke about, you yep. can then 
remarket to people who expressed they were interested. So if they clicked on your ad or went through to your website, yep. um, and then that's how you narrow your pool based on people who are interested, not who you think. Right. You know, which is why the 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 image of the ad has to be of the products that you're trying to sell. Yeah. Right. That can work really well. And that's the how you best way to deal with this is uh, why not test your audiences? Mm. Yes. That is what we do here. As in, we uh, show the same ads to cold audience yes. without any uh, targeting. detail targeting yep. as in no interests and no that is where you hold the perception about your yes. audience yeah. and the second set would be a targeted audience as in um, whoever you feel like you said that yes. somebody who likes dogs or somebody who likes yep. uh, to shop a particular brand things like that yes and then you let the numbers speak yeah, yeah, cool. you show both your ads uh, probably put the same budget everything and yep. then you see whatever se- uh, works for you best. what do you what do you say works most out of the what we might call a control audience, like no targeting virtually. I mean, obviously within reason. Like if you're selling bras, you, you target females. You know what I mean? Or if you're yeah. selling, um, yeah. I don't know, I can't even think of something like, um, you know, men's shaving equipment yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. you need to do some basic um, demographic uh, mm. targeting. There's obviously. just no interest yes. targeting. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, cool. So, so you're not trying to get all creative. Age and, and gender, you still... Yeah. Generally, we'll put Because it. it's tempting, right? Like Facebook's uh, audience targeting tool is mm. really cool. There's thousands of different options in there. So you try to have a bit of fun and yeah. you think that you're getting like this really mad audience. You're going to get great conversion rates and you find that actually it, you've you've caused your campaign to yeah. become a bit of a flop, right? Which is a problem. Yeah. But which one out of the control versus the targeted audiences that we create? Is it like 50-50? Do you think more so come from control audiences? Maybe um, targeting everyone? I think control works pretty well and it's generally cheaper per purchase yes um but again i think we've touched on this on a previous podcast it depends if there's an obvious niche for your business so if you're selling um pet food yes you can target people who are have pets yeah yeah yeah, so things like that it would work better to be targeted yep um it depends business to business but generally i find the control works well which is why we set it up for every campaign yeah right so and again it's just letting the data speak you know we can say this is what we think works but you split test and you actually see yeah, cool. And essentially, when you target everyone with your ad, if the ad's uh, the right ad, like it makes it really clear really mm. quickly to people what it is that you're promoting, then usually anyone who engaged with that ad is a really good audience to target as well, yeah. right? Yes. Like that's going to be a way more um, accurately targeted audience than anything you could have come come up with Definitely. in the Facebook ad manager. Another thing about putting the price in is you help people um, – I don't think the term is self-identify, but – People can see straight off the bat, oh, this is too expensive for me. They're not going to click through. You're not going to, you know, waste your time with them. Yes. Um, and the same thing as well. People will be like, oh, what a good deal. Like I'm going to click through. So, um, you know, adding price also helps to narrow your audience down. Yes. Because straight off the bat, they'll know if it's within their price range or not. And if not, they'll keep scrolling. It's not worth their time. Yeah, cool. So um, that's something I thought of before with press. <laughs> cool. All right, um, types of products that sell better than others on Facebook from your experience having run these campaigns for all this time, mm. would you find that more expensive items or um, more niche style items, what what do you think works well on Facebook? I mean, I've got my own experience. Um, I've yeah. found that um, discount bargain-ish yeah. uh, kind of items tend to work really well on Facebook, but mm. I know that that's not a um, – that's not a law set in stone. Yeah. We've also got some fashion clients that sell high ticket items that yeah. have done really well, right? Yeah. I mean, anything lower ticket is good because it's an impulse purchase. You're not going to think too much about it. Bigger ticket items, that's when you find you need to do a lot of remarketing because, you know, they need to think about it. Maybe they have to wait till the next pay, stuff like that. Yes. Um, I mean, 
I don't know if you've found Swati, like a lot of them work well. Like you said, you've got bargain items and higher ticket. It just mm. depends. Yeah, I think there are all kinds. Mm. Even yeah. uh, we have clients selling expensive uh, gadgets. Yeah. Even, uh, you know, making a lot of money. Yeah. And, and even uh, smaller jewelry, um, yeah. you know. Mm. Shoes. Yeah, all uh, sorts, everything. Candles, things yeah. like that, you know. So... Uh, what is your best client, Billy? Oh, uh, from from Facebook, there's a client that we've got a 60 times return on ad spend from. That's uh, not bad. Uh, selling <laughs> candles, uh, which is just nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is the thing that I've seen a lot of businesses do in Australia is underestimate the Australian market, mm. the size of our economy and, and yeah. what can be sold. Yeah. Um, there are literally, I know you've got a client, Swati, yep. uh, selling like uh, nearly a million bucks a month yeah. worth of gadgets. Yeah. Uh, we won't go too far. We can't disclose, yeah, obviously, can't. too much information publicly, but um, it, we were flabbergasted, right? When yeah. we logged into his website after yeah. running his campaign for a while, <laughs> we were like, how is this guy making selling oh this God. many of these damn yeah. things? You know, Australia only, right? Yeah. He's only selling them only in Australia. Australia yes. Same thing with a couple of my clients. Guys, I've got uh, one client selling over a million dollars a month worth of, worth of, worth of stuff to Australian consumers. Um, now... Everyone I tell that to, they go, what? Yeah. You know, Australia only? It's, it's, it's definitely doable in this country, but it depends on a number of things, right? One is the, the value of the item that you're selling, mm. right? Like, are you, is it a good offer? Are you getting something that's worthwhile uh, for a good price? Because you can't, you can't, you can, you know, you can't gift wrap shit on Facebook. Yeah. People will see straight through that. They can, they can click through and look at all of your competitors' websites within they don't even have to move. They're literally moving their finger like yeah. an inch and they've just checked out five or 10 of your competitors yeah. and, and their prices. So price is a big thing on Facebook, mm. especially if you've got a commodity, like something that everyone else is kind of selling. Something. Yeah. So you can't sell two liters of milk on Facebook for 10 bucks, yeah. you know, when you can get it anywhere else for two. Mm. So the offer and the, and the, um, and the value of what it is that people are getting is important. Um, there's a number of other things on e-commerce websites um, that work really well. Payment terms, Afterpay. If you've got Afterpay or, or Zip Money or um, any other kind of um, thing that offers payment terms, I think it's important to put that in the ad. Yeah. You guys have probably seen that, I know. Yeah. Um, mm. Because for some reason, I mean, not myself, I don't I don't ever use that kind of stuff. I don't have mm. ever credit card. Like To me, money tomorrow is even kind of more expensive than money today because I don't want to have to put up with that shit later. But uh, for a lot of people, you know, um, getting the item now or buying the item now and paying later is, mm. is very appealing. Um, you know, uh, social proof, credibility, calls to action, um, offering promotions, discounts, um, you know, running campaigns, specifically offering a uh, limited time or a premium offer. Mm. These things all make a big difference, right? And we do this with our clients, I believe, on Facebook for e-commerce websites a lot of the time. Definitely. Would you say that you need an offer on, to run a, a campaign on Facebook if you've got an e-commerce website? You don't need it, but it certainly helps. Makes a big difference, right? Yeah, and especially... Like you said, you can't um, sell milk for ten bucks for two liters. Like you have to yes have something that's it good and competitive. On what you're yeah. yeah, yeah. If you are selling something which nobody else is, yes, and you You've got uh, have an edge, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't need to. But yeah, if you uh, you have another me too product, yes, then you need to have an offer. Yeah. So and the beautiful thing about Facebook is you don't have to wait a month and spend five grand to see whether or not the ads mm. are working. Right. Yeah. Like you can come up with an offer, test it for a couple of days. Yeah. Spend 50 or 100 bucks on that ad and see if you're getting any sales. Mm. And if you're not, don't just triple down on the budget because yeah. it's obviously not working. Yeah. You know, thousands upon thousands of people will have seen your ad for that money. So you'll know whether or not it's working, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. So what kind of return on ad spend are you go, are girls getting at the moment for your clients? Can you think of any off the top of your head, five times, ten times? Is that too much for people to ask when they're the promoting their gadget products? guy is getting 13 times, 11 yep. to 13 times. Wow. Mm. I yep. think I have some um, maybe between six to ten, yes. depending. Um, but again, it always depends what you're selling. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. yeah, it's hard to really – You can't really, put a number yeah. on – Yeah. Depends you know, on yeah. – A blanket the, number, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. The purchase value yeah. adds a lot to it, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, great. So um, is there any other advice you think that we can give our listeners out there today about um, if let's just pretend we've got someone who's got an e-commerce website, they're getting a few sales, they've never done anything on Facebook or they've boosted some of their own posts. What do you think we can tell them about how they can make more money by advertising on Facebook? Uh, first things first, you need to have a lot of products on your website. Yes. In, uh, Variety. We have tried, yeah, we have tried uh, selling uh, products from websites having a handful of products 10 yes. 15 not more than that and if a user lands there and realizes that oh i don't have much to much choose to from. choose from and then uh, they will go to your competitor's website and yes. probably find a range there and they'll never ever come back yes so it's better to wait a few more months and you know sort out your your product uh, your catalog yeah and, yep. and then uh, start with it yeah, cool. And, and uh, another thing I find really important is uh, your ads should uh, have a good image. As yes. in, uh, they should look nice. Mm. Yep. Because Facebook is a very visual medium and people are always browsing and, you know, they need something attractive to stop and even have a look at it. Yes. So un until and unless your images or whatever con uh, asset you're using is, uh, you know, um, what do you say? Is gets your attention. Yes. Nobody would actually, uh, they'll just swipe through um, below it and they won't even notice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Cool. What about you, Livy? Got anything? Um, yes. I don't know if it's quite answering your question, but one yep. thing I'm thinking as well is that when you start to get a few sales come through, yep. um, not to neglect those customers because yep. one thing Facebook actually does is survey your customers who bought yep. stuff from you on Facebook Yep. Um, and yep. those results impact the future of your campaign. So the they page will ask, quality score. Yeah, yeah. And I know you've had clients that have had experience with that. Yeah, we were selling face masks over yeah. COVID and then there was no um, – and uh, – successfully too because a lot of agencies uh, couldn't get face yeah, mask ads running the policies blocked. yeah it was outright blocked um, they little did they know that it was just because they were offering a discount if you bought bulk you know they had and all these weird policies you can't put time pressure on it yeah. like things like that you can't say limited stock yeah. buy an hour anything like that yeah. so we managed to get face mask ads running but the problem was he sold so many of them mm. in such a short period of time I saw that he sent me a photo of him and his family <laughs> and all of their family friends all huddled into this little yeah. Shop with sewing machines, just trying <laughs> to make these face masks in time. Yeah. Uh, I think he sold like $180,000 worth of face masks in like one day, yeah. one stage. Um, and uh, uh, then what had happened was there was a hold up with uh, delivery, of yeah. course, and then the uh, customers were surveyed. Facebook penalised his page. Um, upon uh, a request for manual review, they reinstated his ads, uh, but um, said that because of the low um, response rate, uh, they were going to charge him more to show mm -hmm. his ads to less people. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people oh. don't know. You might just think, oh, look at all these sales, like yes. smooth sailing. You really have to... Take care of your customers Yeah, because Facebook will, will check. Yeah, they will right? check and um, they'll yep. charge you for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, man. Yeah. That, was, that was intense. He's not doing it anymore. Uh, yeah. The Facebook, uh, the face mask mm. uh, saga's kind of kind of blown over yeah. a little bit. 
What about um, different types of ads? Have you found that um, getting around Facebook ad policies, is there any little tricks or um, tips that you can give people if they're having problems getting their ads disapproved? Yeah, definitely. It depends what policy you're violating. Yep. Um, like we touched on with the face mask, you couldn't um, promote a sense of urgency. Yep. Which for normal things is fine. Yep. Um, it depends as well. Like, What about how you promote the ad? Yeah, I mean – Give away some secrets, I suppose. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just do it, Livy. We Give found um, a lot of success. So you can set up ads, obviously, through the ads manager. If you go onto your Facebook page, create a post and boost it, Yep. we found that that can get around the, the policy sometimes, yeah. which technically it shouldn't because yep. um, they say it goes through the same review process. Yep. And I hope this doesn't flag anything there, yeah. but um, we have found success boosting posts. Yeah, the exact same ad that yeah. you created inside the ad manager that got disapproved. It works if you boost as, it. <laughs> as a post on the page and then boosted, Yeah, got through and ran with no problems, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. No idea why, but I'm not complaining. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it helps also having our um, our Facebook marketing partner reps yeah. to lean on, but that was not something that they suggested. No. They said that it, was, it, if it will not make any difference. That's the thing. Technically, it, it shouldn't work like that. Yep. Um, but you can also um, sort of get an anomaly out there, guys, if you're listening. Um, if, you, if you try posting one of your ads to your page and then boosting it and then look at the cost per thousand impressions, mm. sometimes those boosted posts get like five yeah. or ten times more impressions for the same cost, right? Mm. Um, so that's Very always weird. worth a try. And if you put a link in the um, ad description – um, in the content of the ad, if you put a link in there, you can run a conversion campaign, meaning that Facebook will track how many sales you get on your e-commerce website as a result of mm. uh, clicks on that link, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Any other helpful tips? So we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Thanks for your time. I know that it's nerve-wracking being in front of a camera. I know it's a little bit nerve-wracking for me, but we're just going to keep pumping this out. I think Google loves it. Our consumers love it. Uh, our customers love it. So, so, you know, why not? But I appreciate it. I have one last question. Yes. You, Billy. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's not a tough one. No, We're on camera here. Not for you. <laughs> so what do you think works better for an e-commerce ad? Do you think videos work better than image ads? No, uh, no um, I don't. Uh, 99% of the time. Okay. The reason for that is because um, Facebook charges you more to promote videos to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless it's a product that needs some explaining, mm-hmm. um, like um, what's one that I can think of? Um, there's very few of them. I can't actually think of a um, of an e-commerce campaign that we've tested video ads for mm-hmm. and had a better result. Okay. Um, there are there there are exceptions. So um, there's a really cool tool out there called Canva, which I know you guys have been using for ages now, um, and that will animate your image for you. Mm. And in a sense, that kind of turns it into a little video. But really, what it's doing it's is image, it's a five yeah. second video, right? So it kind of pops out of the page when people are scrolling through their newsfeed. And I know that we've done a lot of testing with that and, you know, the results are kind of inconclusive. Really what the results say is you just got to test it Mm. because some of the campaigns we've done that to have worked really well and then others, you can see that there's an increase in CPM, meaning cost per thousand impressions. Mm. Uh, So you really have to keep your eye on that because what that means is value for money. Yeah. Like how many people is Facebook going to show your ad to for every dollar you spend? You need that to be the maximum amount possible. Yeah. and so another thing is the relevancy score, which we haven't even really touched on here. But um, if your ad gets a high relevancy score, Facebook's going to reward you by showing your ads to more people at a lower cost, right? So if you get a low relevancy score, they're going to say, look, you're, you're creating content and making us feed it to our users and it stinks, right? Mm. People don't like it. So we're going to charge you heaps to show your ads to people because you're kind of, in a sense, damaging our platform, yeah. right? 
So you need to get an ad that people like. The most commonly shared and liked kind of content on Facebook is anything that looks like a, a news article or um, a public announcement. Mm. Um, you know, those kinds of things can increase your relevancy score significantly. Uh, but back to your question, Swati, um, if you are going to create a video ad, it, it needs to be a really good reason why you're going to create that video ad. Um, and you need to keep a very close eye on the results that that video ad's getting for you. Um, you also need to make sure that you're retargeting anyone who watches any of that video. So a lot of people will be interested and they'll watch your video for 15, 20, 25 seconds. They get distracted, right? And so they'll, they'll just keep scrolling or they'll go back to their chess game or whatever they're doing on their phone, right? Um, so those people you have to catch and remarket to, not with more videos either, like with image ads, with the offer, with the promotion to try to drive action. Right. Yeah, so so I don't think um, uh, I think that people do like to consume videos on Facebook, but it doesn't necessarily drive them to action, action right? Yeah. As action. well as uh, a, just a, a cold hard offer with a yeah. great discount, great product. Cool. That's my que- that's my answer for your question, Swati. Perfect. Thank got you. Got any others? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Cool. Not unless you've got any tips, um, tricks. No, we've pretty much covered it here. Except I think that um, people need to be uh, prepared to spend. On yeah. Facebook to give it a red hot go. Mm. People often feel like because it's Facebook, you know, I can get away with five or ten bucks a day and see, you know, what kind of results I'll get. I don't think that that's um, working anymore. It yeah. did back in the day when Facebook was first around, but the competition levels are too high mm-hmm. now, and there's still a window of opportunity. There's big businesses spending yeah. more and more money on Facebook and social every year, so they're driving up the cost per thousand impressions. Mm-hmm. But there's still a really good window for small businesses as well. Yeah, I think you can get away with a smaller budget if you're targeting a smaller area. Yes. Um, but if you're doing Australia wide because you ship there five yeah. to ten bucks a day, it's yeah, not, not going to cut. Not no. going to cut it. Not at all. Cool. All right. Is that it, guys? Let's sure. wrap it up, hey? Thanks. Thanks for your time. Give me some skin. Boom. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Love <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. See-